are we going to have a non-QB as MVP this year? And Dame and Drew Holiday? What's going on with that? That and more on the Charlie Jacobs podcast. Today is Tuesday, October 3rd, after week four of the NFL season in the books. Um, joining my three-sack club, we have our first repeat nominee, which is Josh Allen of the Jacksonville Jaguars. But we also have Nicholas Morrow, linebacker of the Eagles. He had three sacks. Harrison Smith in the win over the Panthers had three sacks for the Vikings. And Khalil Mack with six sacks, as that was all over Twitter and all over ESPN. But he looked dominant out there, and it's good for him because he had six sacks in one game after not having a sack through the first three weeks. First game I want to talk about from week four is the game that was last night. Uh, My Giants do not look very good. There was a lot of arguing on the sidelines between Dable and Daniel Jones, which is never good to see. I still think Dable's a really good coach, but I just think the Giants right now, their roster, it's not it. Daniel Bellinger getting hurt and having Darren Waller have to do the chip blocks really wasn't a great thing, even though for the offense he had to. But the offensive line for the Giants is terrible. We need Andrew Thomas. We need to draft people. John Michael Schmitz getting injured is not good for us because he's been pretty solid this year. And other than that, it was just a really poor performance from the Giants as a whole. Wandale Robinson did show some flashes that he's back, and I'm happy about that. But letting up 11 sacks is really bad. Um, The only bright spot on the Giants right now are Trey Hawkins and Deontay Banks, who have looked pretty solid so far this season. But other than that, yeah, it's a disaster. Um, Talking about the Seahawks, Seahawks defense... They might have the best young cornerback core in the league. Tariq Woolen is a stud. He was awesome last year. He's been solid this year. And then fifth overall pick out of Illinois, Devon Witherspoon finally had a really good breakout game. This season, he has been he has been tested by a lot of opposing quarterbacks, and he's done pretty well, but this was his breakout game. He had six tackles, two sacks, and a 97-yard pick six, which really put the dagger for the Seahawks on the win last night in East Rutherford, New Jersey. On to the next game. I want to talk about the Eagles versus the Commanders. It was a really good game, really fun to watch. The Eagles, it was a little bit weird that they let the Commanders hang in there for so long, but the Commanders, they always play their divisional rivals really hard, no matter whether they're good or bad, no matter how the rest of the season goes. They always put up a fight. Um, A.J. Brown in that game looked amazing. On that touchdown where he had a 30-yard catch plus the 20-yard run, he looked like prime A.J. Brown there. And then, other than that, Hurts looked okay. And for Washington, their defense looked pretty good. Their D-line looked pretty good. On the offensive side of the ball, though, they have a great receiving core with McLaurin, Dotson, Curtis Samuel, Logan Thomas. Brian Robinson's been good. Antonio Gibson's been solid. Even though they lost Howell, that was probably his best game of the season, uh, based on the eye test at least, he looked really good. He looked competent, and the way he moved around the pocket and how shifty he was was pretty good. But that Washington O-line is terrible. That is the biggest problem. And because of that, there could be a world where in this next draft, because of how loaded it is, they take a quarterback and they don't really give Howell that second chance in a way because of how bad the offensive line was, even though it isn't all Howell's fault. Now into the next game, I want to talk about Cardinals-Niners. Yeah, the Niners are the best team in the league. There's no other way to put it. McCaffrey is on his way to winning MVP. As I mentioned very early on, McCaffrey is 
he should be at least the front runner for MVP. He is unstoppable, and that trade looks really good for the Niners after when he, they traded for him when he was on the Panthers last year. McCaffrey is unstoppable for that team. He is their offense, but other but other than him, they still have a great offense, which is just crazy how they have the most well-rounded team in the league. The Cardinals, though, they still put up a fight, and as they were projected in the beginning of the season, everyone thought they were going to be terrible, but they looked okay. Josh Dobbs does not look that bad. He looks solid. He doesn't look like like the Zach Wilsons, like the Mac Jones, like what Dorian Thompson-Robinson looks like. Josh Dobbs looked pretty good, and he had a good game. Didn't throw any picks. He had two touchdowns. And then another rookie breakout game came in this week. Michael Wilson, wide receiver out of Stanford. Seven catches, 76 yards, and two touchdowns. Big body receiver. He looked really good, and that gives them... Maybe uh, maybe more of a reason to trade Hollywood Brown to a team like the Chiefs, as I'm going to talk about a little bit later. But before I do, I want to just talk about the Bengals, because they're a mess. Losing to the Titans after the Titans lost to, with the same score, except the Titans lost last week when they had three. It's just embarrassing for, for Cincinnati. Joe Burrow doesn't look healthy. Jamar Chase was complaining a lot after the game. Uh, T. Higgins with the rib injury is also not even not very good for them. They need a tight end, which is a big thing, and their old line is not great, but Burrow just doesn't look healthy. Um, on the other side of the ball, though, Derrick Henry had a game where he feels like he's back. Another passing touchdown, that's kind of a classic thing for Derrick Henry now. Always those little jump passes, and he just gets a lot of touchdowns from them, which is really impressive. He had over 100 yards, finally, and yeah, he looked pretty good. Uh, talking about the Chiefs now, Chiefs-Jets. Zach Wilson... Looked okay. Chris Collinsworth on the broadcast was going crazy about, oh my God, Zach Wilson, this, Zach Wilson, that. But he looked he looked okay. He looks better than what he had the first four weeks. If you're comparing that, he looked like a completely different player. Mahomes looked Mahomes looked like Mahomes. He made a couple of mistakes. He had one of those underthrows, which was a little bit weird. Travis Kelsey starting to show his age a little bit, especially there was a third and 20 play where he came off the field and he was gassed. But yeah, they keep showing Taylor Swift in the stands in that game. People are complaining about the refs and specifically with that call at the end of the game with Sauce Gardner on the pass interference. But yeah, as I said a little bit before when I was talking about Hollywood Brown, I think the Chiefs need to trade for an alpha receiver. Hollywood Brown could be someone, even T. Higgins. There's probably some other names I'm not thinking of right now, but they should go out and get a wide receiver one because they do not have that right now, and they need it. They really do need it. Next game I want to talk about, Bills-Dolphins. The Bills completely outplayed the Dolphins on both sides of the ball. Losing Trey White towards the end of the game is devastating for the Bills because their defense looks great in this game. And this was without Jordan Poyer, who has been an All-Pro before. But watching that, Micah Hyde looked really, really good in that game. He looked healthy. Um, and just, they get Von Miller back very soon. So losing Trey White is really tough blow to them. But their offense looked incredible. Diggs was awesome. Allen looked very good in this game. But yet again, the Dolphins, they didn't have Jalen Phillips in this game. They also lost Teron Armstead midway through it. Devon Chan, he's the real deal. He's so fun to watch, and he's electric when he has the ball. But yeah, the biggest takeaway from that game is that the Bills' offense is still great. A lot of people overlooked the Bills, including me, in the preseason, and especially after Week 1. But 
losing Trey White is huge. Uh, the last game I want to talk about before I move on to talk about some NBA is the Lions-Packers, which was the Thursday night game. I really like the Packers going into this season, and they were showing me why I liked them. They've looked great. Jordan Love was looking great. And then the Lions completely destroyed that narrative. The Lions' defense looked great. The Lions' offense looked great. David Montgomery had three touchdowns. Still a little bit confused why they drafted Gibbs so high and they haven't really used him. But still, what's working is working. Sam Laporta looks great as a rookie. Brian Branch looks great right now. They're saying that he avoided serious injury, which is a great thing because he's been awesome this season. And the Lions, they really asserted their dominance on that division right there. Aiden Hutchinson looked amazing. He looked like he's kind of getting his name into the possible defensive player of the year candidates because in that game, he really looked like he really looked like what they drafted him to be, and he was awesome. But overall, Packers, very disappointing in that game. But And week four as a whole, it was kind of, it was kind of an ugly week because there are some teams that going into it I was expecting to be really good, and they just didn't really deliver. So moving on from that, though, I want to go talk about this Damian Lillard trade first. Damian Lillard, now a Milwaukee Buck, with Giannis Antetokounmpo. It's kind of crazy to think of it. Dame has been asking out for a while now. Everyone was saying, oh, Miami's going to get him. And then there was rumors late that it was going to be Toronto. And then it went back to Miami. And then all of a sudden, Dame's on the Bucks. And when I first saw it, I was shocked. Dame with Giannis is a really good on-paper duo. And the pick-and-roll game is probably going to be unstoppable between them. The trade overall, it was Damian Lillard to the Bucks, the Portland Trailblazers getting Drew Holiday, DeAndre Aiden, Milwaukee's 2029 first round pick, a uh, uh, pick swap in 2028 and 2030, and then the Suns got Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. It was a very interesting trade. It's interesting how the Suns got involved. Aiden to the Blazers, which I'm also going to talk about a little bit later because of the Drew Holiday deal, but Aiden to the Blazers I think is a great deal for the Blazers. I think it's a steal because Aiden has a lot to offer offensively, and that's a very young team right now, and they're really building for the future, especially with Scoot now, Shaden Sharp. They just got Aiden, and they got Robert Williams in the next trade, but I'm starting to like that Portland team, and I feel like they're going to be a very good team in years to come. And now, though, onto the Drew Holiday trade. Right after the Damian Lillard trade, they were saying Drew Holiday was going to get moved, and he did. But to the Celtics, it was a little bit of a shock. Rob Williams and Malcolm Brogdon, plus a 2024 first-round pick by the Warriors and a 29 first-round pick to the Blazers, giving the Blazers a huge haul. And the Blazers are still, I, I believe, looking to move on from Malcolm Brogdon and get a piece back for him. But Drew Holiday now with the Bucks, if he could keep up what he does in the regular season and transfer that into the playoffs, that would be so fun to watch, especially because of how Drew was on the run with Giannis and Middleton when they won the title. Because in that run, he was amazing. And he, in my opinion, was better than Middleton in that playoff run. But if he can play like regular season Drew Holiday in the playoffs, then that team, there's really no stopping them. It's a really great team. And 
But then you also have the Bucks now with Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard in the playoffs has shown that he could put up a lot of points. And Giannis has proven that he can win a championship. It's very interesting. And the East really got shaken up with that. And the West with the, the Blazers, they got a great deal back for both of the deals. And I think that's a, I think the Blazers win this deal more than both of the other teams overall. Just because of all the youth they got and how well they're building for the future. Now, before I end off the episode, going back to football, time for Week 4's Jacob's Jugular. I think the Texans are going to win their division. The AFC South, every team is 2-2, two and two, but the Texans from here on out have the easiest schedule in their division. They have proven the last two games that they could win, especially against the Steelers defense that people were saying was going to be able to stop them. Right now, CJ Stroud looks like a top 10 quarterback. He looks amazing. I didn't think he was going to look this good, but he's shown that he's great. Their offensive line is still a big worry, but their defense looks really good too. And D'Amico Ryan is doing a good job, and they brought in a lot of pieces this offseason, and it's worked. They had a great draft, drafting Tank Dell. Um, the trade-up, people are saying it was maybe not the best idea, but right now with how they're playing... It might have been worth it because Will Anderson also looks like he's going to be a great player in years to come. The division overall, it's an easy one to win, but it's also very competitive because of how close it is right now. And there's a lot of all four of those teams in that division. I could see winning it, but I do think that the Texans are going to win this division. I think it's going to be the youth that wins out for them and they look really good and their offense looks really really good and I can't wait to see what they do in the draft even I know I'm looking very far ahead but if they add another weapon in the draft and you have Nico Collins Tank Dell you keep Dalton Schultz at tight end and then instead of Robert Woods because he's getting older you get one of the top receivers in this draft class because this draft class at wide receiver even beyond Marvin Harrison Jr. who is maybe the best wide receiver prospect of all time it's loaded, and there's a lot of great wide receivers down the board, and I can't wait for that. That's very far in advance. I'm just getting really excited about the draft already. But, yeah, I think the Texans win the division. That's all for today. Thank you for listening to the Charlie Jacobs Podcast. I will be back next week for my recap of Week 5 of the NFL season.